we yes, are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, mother effing sir. <laughs> Coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro and with me as always is the Guru. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And you know how this goes, we're here to talk a little trash on the week's one of the sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. Man, you know, I know just a little something something, man. Just a little something. Guru, it is episode number 58, and things are starting to shake out in the NFL. The Saints handed the Rams their first loss. Tom Brady and the Pats were too much for Aaron Rodgers. And do Dallas and Washington losses pave the way for the Eagles? Then, in our Week 9 preview, it's a huge Thursday night matchup between Pittsburgh and Carolina. The Seahawks and the Rams go at it, and the Cowboys head to Philly for a Sunday night showdown. Plus, we've got the Almanac back on the show finally to talk a little bit about the college football playoff and help us break down the uh, the whole situation and the Heisman picture. Who's in, who's out, and is anybody going to beat Bama? Then, in segment two, it's Guru's call-outs and shout-outs. We've got our Bets with Ben segment with Ben Kelly from TheCurrencyKings.com, and you know we're going to round it out with a two-minute drill. Guru Trash Talk Radio, episode number 58. Let's roll. Ah, man. Wow. Feeling good. Woo. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. Here hey, we go. Man. Feeling good. Hey, you know what? After, after episode 60, we're going to start having the shot right there, man. <laughs> you know? We're going to just take shots after that. Because right, after, that, after that, we're going to need a shot. After you take it. Cause that's what you need after that, man. I tell you what, man. This week especially, it's been one of those. It's been it's been one of those weeks for me. How you doing though? Man, I'm living a dream, man. Don't you pinch me, man. Don't you pinch me. Yeah, yeah. That's because you don't have a baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. This weekend with uh, with the, the daylight savings time switch and the hour, you know who doesn't care about a clock switch? Mm, a babies. A baby. So I've been getting up at like an hour earlier than I have to, and having it's it's crazy. It doesn't seem to matter. What time we put him to bed? He still wakes up an hour early this week, and it's it's killing me, it's, Guru. It's Calvin saving time. Yeah, it's exactly Calvin <laughs> saving time. That's all it is, man. It's, it's just <laughs> it's not fair. Daylight baby time is uh, is just is just killing me right now. But but anyway, we are here. We are on the show. We got a big show uh, mm-hmm. packed ahead. We got the Almanac uh, joining us on the show. We talked about to talk a little college football. But Guru, before we get to that. Let's talk some NFL. What do you say? Let's talk some. Let's talk about NFL. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things that happened in Week Nine. <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about NFL. Sign me Motown Records Seriously, if you still why are we exist. Not? What is this, man? Someone signed a Guru man with their raspy voice. Right. I'm sure you can auto tune that into something <laughs> there. Right? So, Guru, now let's uh, let's uh, talk uh, talk a little NFL though. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, the big game of the week here first, which was we talked about in the in the intro. We teased a little bit. The Saints handed the Rams their first loss, and if I remember correctly, you saw this one coming last week, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So this it's a little different of a matchup, you know. It's, when you watch the game, there's certain matchups that's just because everybody's the, the the team are identical in a sense. Mm-hmm. So now it becomes the best. That's when coaching comes in as far as putting your players and you know making that creative play and just basically essentially matchup guys pieces versus other pieces, you know. And I always looked at it like New Orleans overall and all their piece compared to L.A. overall all their piece. Um, New Orleans got one piece that's different than L.A.'s piece. And, and basically came down to it, to that game. And that, and that was? That was number 13. That bad number 13, Michael Thomas. Um, everything everything stayed the same. Quarterback play, um, slight. I give an edge, obviously, to, to New Orleans. Yeah, you got to give it to uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, to Drew Brees. Offensive mind, uh, uh, play calling, I give an edge to Sean Payton. Um, the game was at home. You give a hedge to to New Orleans. So and Michael Thomas is on the field. So it's just the the edge and all the matchup just fits New Orleans to me going into that game. So then my question for you on this one: This is the the Rams' first loss on the year. Then mm-hmm. did New Orleans did they expose something in the Rams, or is this just is it's just a matter of matchups? Is this something that other Personnel. teams can watch and be like, okay, that's how we beat the Rams, or is it in no. order to beat them, we got to be the Saints? Yeah, they, uh, they don't have the personnel, and they don't have. Um, you, we've watched the game. How aggressive Sean Payton was in that. They don't have most teams don't have that that coach don't have that testicular fortitude as Sean Payton to go out there and take high risk, go on fourth ground, making sure because you're going against a team that's going to score. So just just taking the more of a high risk for high reward in a sense. So no. Nah. And and most importantly, nobody has Drew Brees and nobody has Michael T and Alvin Kamara. And All Alvin that Kamara. piece is just yeah, that offense really hitting it. It's it's so weird to think about because they've been together, uh, you know, Peyton and uh, and Breeze. That's a, a pairing that ha- has been together for quite some time. Been very very successful, except in Super Bowls. You know, like they don't they don't have the rings. They have one uh, to go, but it's that is that is. Dude, I know franchises only have one. Oh, hey now. I mean, you said one. I no, I mean to show for that time period they have. But Drew Brees is racking up a, a, an amazing Hall of Fame career, and and, and it just the, it are they the cream of the crop in the NFC or is it the Rams? I think there's really three to four teams that's all they all could win it, and it's all based on the matchup that's coming to play. Really, that's all. It's just the matchup and the pieces. Is that's what it comes down that's to? That parody they love, it's, man. It is, dude. Because if one team plays another team because the matchup don't work, it won't. It just like put it like this. Like I think Carolina don't match up well versus the Rams. So you don't want, but I think Carolina match up great versus the Vikings. Right. You know, and obviously they played New Orleans, so they know each other. Mm-hmm. So if I was a Vikings, I think the Vikings match up better, you know, versus actually uh, Carolina as well than they do, say, uh, uh, New Orleans. Well, I think everybody matches up better to Carolina than they do to New Orleans. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a but, but the thing that. is, though, but New Orleans don't want to really see a Carolina because Carolina knows them. So they'd rather go see a Rams or Vikings, but really a Rams, like what the Rams just did, mm-hmm. because the Rams are, don't see them um, as often. But the the Vikings, as the last few seasons, they played each other because they've been very pretty well, so they know each other. And obviously they're in the same division as um, the Saints, so you don't want to play the team that knows you. That is that is the case. Hey, on the other side, uh, the other big game of the week was the Sunday night game, the big uh, the big. 
Packers Patriots matchup. More than anything, this was a, this was a matchup between Aaron Rodgers and and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. two of the the greatest quarterbacks, uh, uh, certainly of our generation, potentially ever. I mean, obviously Brady with the five rings. He's mm-hmm. uh, and and Rodgers. Everyone says has the the talent that no one else does. No one's seen except for you, <laughs> uh, of course, Guru. Uh, this game. Uh, was uh, the Patriots win this one on interestingly enough a, a pass not from Brady but from one of their receivers uh, uh, throws the throws a big pass to it to win the game for this is this is it the Patriots the cream or is there anybody in the AFC that's going to come up and, and, and no no knock this away? Hey, look look we this this is we're Steelers, so TCR. Chargers, we don't, we don't Chiefs we, anybody we cut to the chase man all that try to get all views bullshit no because we all know it's the Patriots. Like, let's just—it's the Patriots. Not even, not even the Chargers. I know, I know you like the Chargers. Oh. Chargers had a big win uh, in, uh, in. No, the, the Patriots Seattle? is the cream of the crop, right? You know, and then it's every other team versus the Patriots. Till we see that, you know, and obviously, I think we could see that this year with the Chargers. That's my—that's what I've been predicting from from basically last year. Yeah, going into this year. At Chargers, know. big win in Seattle uh, to come out of there with a, a 25-17 win. Uh, a big win, even though, uh, once again, kickers failing the uh, the Los Angeles-San Diego Chargers at every possible turn, missing a couple of extra points and a field goal. That game should not even have been as close as it was, uh, but it was. They had to fire another kicker down there. If they, Can they get their act together or uh, to, to make this run? Do you honestly still believe in the Chargers? I honestly believe... Just like the matchup, I honestly believe, like the Chargers, it might be blasphemy, but I see the Chargers honestly overtaking the Chiefs and becoming that number one seed. You know, I uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know me though, Guru. I I agree with you, and it's because I don't believe in Andy Reid. What are we getting into? Week ten coming up here. Yeah, yeah. It should be about time for the decline of the Chiefs. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see if it happens. It's uh, it's Mahomes is the wild card here because this mm-hmm. this kid can play. I still will never bet against Andy Reid finding a way to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were talking before. I don't. I I. Is this Andy Reid's year? I don't know. I don't think Andy Reid's ever going to win a Super Bowl. I think we're going to see Andy Reid go into the Hall of Fame as the Dan Marino of coaches. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's never going to get the ring, but he's going to be one of the greats. I just won't believe it till I see it. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a good situation, but I, I think Andy Reid, obviously this is one of his best teams, and I, I believe he has it within the next couple of seasons, you have a great shot. He has a great shot. He's had a great shot for 20 years. I mean, you know, he has a great shot. And Brady's not going to be there forever. That's true. So it's like, he just got to wait. He just got to wait. Just wait wait his time like everybody else is doing. You know, by his time, he's going to be there longer than, and he has more home now. So you know he's going to outlast. And he's just a kid. He better outlast Brady. Like, well, let's just say nothing is guaranteed. Yeah, I'm not betting against (laughs) that either. Because Brady, uh, you know, keeps doing it. You know, uh, did we settle the GOAT discussion this weekend, Yeah, it's it's over. It's It's him. Yeah, it's too bad. It's gone. All right. It was never a discussion. I don't even know if it was, like... Where, it wasn't on TTR. It was no discussion. No, he's always uh, so. always been. To me, it's always between Brady and Montana. Yeah. And uh, I, it, the numbers are with Brady, but my heart 
is is with Joe Montana. Look at these guys. As Sweet. always. Sweet. All right, so I got one more to ask you about here, and that's the Cowboys. And uh, and of course, we know how you feel I about the Cowboys. Know about the goo, and everybody knows he hates the Cowboys. They look like shit out there on uh, on Monday night. They got they got beat in Dallas. I had I out there. I, I tweeted out a great gif of uh, of of Jerry Jones looking frustrated. It's one of my favorite things of the week. They did not have a good week losing at home uh, to the Titans, twenty eight fourteen. The hell's going on in Dallas? Something that's been going on since the nineties, you know. Jerry, da- Dallas fan base stuck in the nineties. No, the Dallas average team. Uh, they, 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 what is it? Three and five or something like that now. Four, whatever the record is, just average, just mediocre, below average, or average. Yeah, they're coming in at three and five right now. Three and now five. They are who they are. Um, they're gonna be a lot of blame. You know, somebody got to be blamed. Obviously, it's just what it is. Um, it could be Dak, Dink and Dak. You know, they're blaming Dink and Dak. They're blaming. Well, uh, uh, Jerry looks like he's leaning toward blaming Len- the coach. Lanahan. Yeah, like this OC. I the OC. I'm not a big fan of Scott. I think. Um, I well, don't. What about think Garrett? Scott, you think Jason Garrett's gonna stick around there? I mean, Jason Garrett don't call the plays. It's Scott Lanahan. So, um, Jason Garrett's a figurehead. He's not. He's just a guy. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, like we. I know. think they're all figureheads he's, he's for George Jerry. Bush. Bro. He's he's Bush Junior. So we know. Uh, right now, Lanahan is calling the calls, and he's not a very efficient play caller. So put it like that. He's not an innovative play caller. All right, well, let's move on to Week 10 and get into a couple of previews here. We got a couple big games. Thursday night is a huge matchup. This is the Panthers versus the Steelers. This is a battle of a couple of Super Bowl hopefuls here. Mm -hmm. These are are two teams that like to think they got a shot at this. Mm -hmm. What do you see going on Thursday night here? Two teams I love that that rise on emotion. Two teams that rise on emotion. Um, And the team that that have the biggest emotion, that's a funny thing about it. The team that comes with the most emotion win. Cam versus Pittsburgh. It's gonna be a shoo, it's gonna be a shootout. Now Pittsburgh starting to get out of their feelings a little bit. We uh, at the beginning of the season we had them completely hey, in their Le'Veon feelings. Bell is finna come soon. I think it might. I've be been come. hearing that all year. Yeah, after they, no, he has to come for him to get paid for the rest. To of To get the, paid yeah. for anything, yeah. So it's not. That's what it's all about, dude. So he's gonna come. So he's coming not this Thursday, not this week, but next week. So let's see what the feelings situation. Just hold on, hold on to that thought. You know, because I'm sure James Conner is going to have some feelings. James Conner having a great year. Yeah, so somebody's going to have a feeling somewhere. So just hold on to that thought. But uh, as far as this game goes, I think it's going to be an offensive game. I, I think um, the Panthers could score. North Turner is doing an amazing job with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is having one of his career season, better than his MVP season, completing over 67% of his um, passes. I love what he's doing right now. 15 TDs, four picks. Cam Newton is just on fire. And I think Cam – is just good enough, good enough with uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey and company to take over and beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming from that tough, tough, tough game versus uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens in a battle and a short week, um, even though they're playing a home game. But I think Carolina will overtake that and take the W. All right, so Carolina beats uh beats Pittsburgh on Thursday night. Another big game this week is uh, Seahawks at Rams. There's some some seating implications uh, in here going forward. Mm-hmm. Seahawks still thinking they got season. It would have been a lot easier with a win uh, this past weekend. Still thinking they got something here. Rams playing for, for top seed for, for home field and everything. How do you like uh, this one going? This is interesting. Just like 
It's always funny because it was such a highly emotional anticipation game between the Rams and the Saints because that was the Rams and the Saints knew they were going to be in a head matchup two weeks before that. No, they mean the whole season, but two weeks before that, they were kind of like, oh man, we're going to. The, the emotions start to rub them up. Now you're going against a, that emotion is not as high mm. as this game. So I could see a very close game. And obviously, it's an inner conference. It's a inner, I mean, it's a conference battle in a division game. So I think the the Seahawks going to give them a harder game. And I smell another upset. I think the Rams losing two in a row. Really? You think the Seahawks take this one? Take this one. I don't know, man. I don't know if they can bounce back. That was a tough emotional loss for the Seahawks. They'll be on the road, LA looking to prove themselves. Another good game, divisional matchup. Mm. I, I, I still think it's going to be the Rams in this. Uh, hey, of speaking of divisional matchups, we are, we're running out of time here on, uh, before we got to go to uh, to the Almanac. But speaking of divisional matchups, we've got a huge Sunday night game this week in the NFC East where Dallas is coming to Philly. Now, we saw – I noticed you didn't mention the Redskins' loss. I didn't see it anywhere on the uh, on the rundown for the week uh, with the, uh, the Redskins. We'll just save that for Ben. Right. And the, uh, and the Cowboys' <laughs> loss this week – Eagles had a, a win two weeks ago. They're looking like they're gearing up and finally starting to get their act together. Uh, they got Golden Tate on the team now. Mm-hmm. Uh, plug him into that offense. Cowboys limping into Philly. Philly getting kind of ready to go. What goes on Sunday night? It's time for the Eagles to, to uh, take the nail and just pow, 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 pow in the Cowboys season. That's it. That's it. Just pound it in. Just nailing the coffin. Don't make it cute. Don't make, just... The Cowboys are, are battered, they're bruised. They're just waiting to get exposed. Yeah. They're just waiting to get knocked out. They're waiting to get TKO. And the Eagles are waiting to knock somebody out. So it's just uh, if, 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 if both teams are going to get what they want. You think, yeah? Yeah, that's what they like. God, both I teams get so, one. The Eagles are going to knock them out. The Cowboys are going to get knocked out. I got to tell you, right now in Philadelphia, it, between the Eagles and, and even the Sixers, there's this sense of like, like last year, they started smelling themselves when they got really good, and now they're just not playing at that. They're almost overconfident in what they're doing. I hope the Eagles can put it together this week, but I really fear this Cowboys game for reasons that are just. It seems like the Eagles are talking shit now. Like they're starting to starting to really feel it, and I don't know if it's time yet. You know, the like, Cowboys are done. But again, we could smell. We could smell. We could smell that. You the Cowboys smell, aren't hey, done. I know one thing. You ain't got to see Calvin poop, but you could smell it. It's true. Right? I, I know you it's ain't got to see this game, but you can smell it. I you know can smell the shit. It's the Cowboys. You, know? you ain't got to see it, but you know, like, ooh, I got to, something don't smell well. I got to change that diaper. And you know what it usually is? <laughs> it's usually the Cowboys. All right, Guru. Well, let's uh, let's head over uh, to talk to the, the Almanac here. We want to talk a little college football. After we talk a little, uh, we talk the, the, the NFL game, we're going to talk a, a little bit about the college playoff picture. I got one. Playoffs? I had to throw one of them in. The college playoff picture with our man, the Almanac, calling in all the way from the East Coast. So we'll go to that next year. Talk a little college football on Trash Talk Radio. TTR. Guru back on Trash Talk Radio with the Almanac calling in all the way from the East Coast. We haven't talked to this guy in quite some time. He is our college football authority on this, our college sports authority here on Trash Talk Radio. We haven't talked to him since the last uh, last college seasons last year. Almanac, welcome back to Trash Talk Radio, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. It's been too long, man. I thought y'all liked me, man, evidently. <laughs> I must have made somebody mad or something. I think I made the, the guru mad telling some of my old college stories of his. I ain't been invited back since. Yeah, well, that and uh, you were talking shit about teams that were blue. And uh, you know how that gets right to him. 
Hey, yeah. he's, he's he's a he's a Carolinian. He's a North Carolinian, <laughs> so he loves them blue, man. He should be Duke blue, but he's a Tar Heel blue, though, man. That's the better blue. Let's oh, be hell no. Nah. The goo looks better than Duke blue, man. That's uh, all the blue. Nah. Send that no. purple blue right here, yeah. baby. <laughs> So, so Almanac, it's great to have you back on the show. We uh, we were talking before the college football playoff rankings came out, and and the, the truth of the matter is, I haven't really been paying that much attention to them. So we figured we would get somebody on the show who knows what they're talking about here, other than the guru, obviously. Uh, we'll get we'll get someone who pays a lot more attention than the two of us, anyway, to to talk about these rankings a little bit. Someone with a little bit more authority. A little more authority is exactly right. So, uh, so we've got you on the show here to talk about the playoff rankings. The, the first rankings came out, uh, and they were immediately uh, knocked to pieces by the uh, by the Bama LSU game. So right now, as it stands, Almanac, we've got uh, we've got Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan in our four spots. But I guess the question that everybody wants to know is: Are we going to get to see the Alabama Clemson? Three match the 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 rematch the rubber match in this in this series in this trilogy. Uh, I think we probably it's looking like it's trending towards that because those guys are the one and two seeds. So if they did meet in the playoff, it would be in the championship game. And I really can't see the three four or anybody below them uh, jumping the one and two seed unless they lose. And I really don't see them losing uh, any time before the playoff starts. So. Uh, we are trending towards that, but it it will be some interesting matchups. Though I would mind I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan, you know, take on a Clemson, or like if a, a if a Oklahoma can get in there and play uh, a Clemson team. Uh, I wouldn't automatically just just go ahead and push Clemson to the NF, to the championship game because uh, I do respect what Michigan is doing and Oklahoma. They're more of a one trick pony, you know, all offense, but. They can score. Kyler Murray's the truth. Yeah, man, um, you score a lot of points, you can win a game. Yeah, but but right now the only team that I could real realistically see is giving them uh, Clemson a run for their money anyway. It's Michigan and maybe Georgia, but Georgia won't be there because they're going to lose <laughs> to Bama in the SEC championship game. So right, so that brings up the big question anyway: Can anybody beat Bama? Yeah, maybe if we combine the two, three, and four seed rushers and the one, we may give them a run for that money. But oh man, I got a fantasy team going up against the Tide this year, man. Man, So so is is this the most dominant? Like, is this the most dominant Nick Saban team uh, he has had? Because we know Nick Saban won so many championships. Like, I think I lost hand. It's it's more than one hand, right? He he seemed like he has like seven or eight championships. I don't even know how many. But he's he got six. Six. He oh, okay, six. he has six. Five at five at Bama. Five over. One at LSU. So he has a a, a a slew of championships. So is this would say his most dominant and complete team? I think it is because his teams in the past have been so dominant, and it's been mostly on defense or both the lines of scrimmage. And he's always had NFL wide receivers and running backs, and so he's won all these championships with a who's who at quarterback. You know, he's had guys like like a, a A.J. McCarron or a John Parker Wilson or a Greg McElroy, you know. Mind you now, for- this was all guys that played on Sundays now. Don't act like clipboard holders that don't no, get no, no. check. A- they still get a. checks. McCarron, Those a. are McCarron NFL quarterbacks. On- no, A.J. McCarron played on Sundays. 
as a backup. Greg McElroy had a cup of coffee in the league. He was third string for the Jets. Yeah, um, I don't even know if that counts as playing on a pro team. You're on the Jets. Right, man, but hey, John this, Parker, somewhat he played in Atlanta for a little bit, man. That's what I mean. A little, man. Look, man, those guys. No, they still got to. He, he's never. He's <laughs> never had. A, he's never had anything like this kid that he's got mm-hmm. behind the center. Now, this Tua is. He's the truth, man, and uh, he just takes that Alabama program. They were already good. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Guru, me and you were talking the other day. I mean, this morning, and it, we was both saying like it, this was kind of like Tua is the equivalent of Kevin Durant joining Golden State because he just made them unbeatable. So Tua joining Alabama was already good. They was already elite without him, and this kid just just puts it over the top, man. Right, they made it. Just, they made it to the championship game last year without him. Brought him in halfway through. They brought him right. out of halftime. Right, spotted yes. spotted the other team. Uh, a couple of points, brought him in at halftime, and, and from that point on, he has just dominated, dominated the college game. Right, exactly. You, you got the, the the guy who was starting Jalen Hurts before. He, he's, what, 28-2, and two, and he can't even throw past 10, 15 yards. He got like a, a completion percentage in the 50s. So it just, it just accentuates how good those Bama teams and how good those rosters were um, to overcome the weakness of a quarterback. And to still, you know, have your team in the championship game annually, and like I said, man, I, I pretty much think it's a wrap for this year. And since Tua is only a sophomore, he'll be back next year. I think it's pretty much a wrap for the next two years. I, I honestly do. And um, well, everybody else, go ahead. Well, since it's a it's a Christmas gift like like this, since it's a wrap for for the for the season, since it's equivalent to the basketball season. Now let's get to the fun part because we know the fun part of basketball is the off season. You know, right. so now let's get to the fun part. So let's get to the offseason awards. No, I want to ask before we get to that, I want to ask you a little bit more here because we've got to fill out this uh, the final playoff bracket before we go in. We haven't really talked about Notre Dame at all, and that's Ooh. that's been the surprise of the season so far. Uh, yeah. Has an almanac? I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere and they're in the top three. How did they get there and can they hang on to that spot? I think they can. Um, before the season started, their schedule it looked like it was loaded. You know, they were playing a whole, like Virginia Tech, USC's, all these teams that were ranked in the top 25 preseason. But if you look at all the teams that they played and they beat, they fell off the map. You look yeah. at Florida State, they fell off the map. Virginia Tech fell off the map. USC fell off the map. So all the teams that we thought that they were going to be playing that was going to be good, they actually stink now. So, you really can't – I really can't give a full, full assessment of Notre Dame, but I, t- I will tell you when the change started is when they benched Brandon Wimbush and put the Ian Book kid in at quarterback. It's it's like – it's almost like Alabama going from Jalen Hurts to Tua because instead of, you know, being in low-scoring, tight games, this kid – you know, the quarterback is the most important position on the football team. And he put this Ian Book kid in and it just it sparked the whole offense. They went from – averaging in the low 20s to putting up points in the 40s and just destroying people. But I, I really I, – I hate Notre Dame, I'll be honest. You know, <laughs> I, I got five towards them. I don't like their coach. Uh, I don't really like their program. And – but I, I don't think – I don't, I don't buy them. Even if they make the playoff, I think they'll get destroyed by either Clemson or Bama it's, in, the, um, in the first round. It's kind, but, of, it's kind of funny, too. 
Uh, all this quarterback replacing the Clemson quarterback too. You, you didn't mention that, yeah. but I, I like. What was it Lawrence? Is that his name? Yeah, I love. I lo- oh, kid, the he, funny he, thing he, is, he, you you talk about two. Oh, I he'll was be, just you just you know the guru love the collegiate, but yeah. the, the the NFL. And you were talking about two. We were talking about off off offline a little bit, and how two yeah. is great. But this Lawrence kid, he is NFL. I mean the NFL Dude. scouts. GM, I got the buzz on this Lawrence kid. That's why I brought him up. This really? kid is going to be he, the At Clemson, kid. the Clemson kid. Yes. He yes, is just he a freshman, and he is the – since the Andrew Luck of that, just pure ready, mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah. kid got it. He's a prototype, man. He's 6'5", tall. He can run. He has a rocket arm. When I tell you, he, he, I think I was watching the Clemson game last week, and they did, like, the uh, the top five NFL uh quarterbacks just to in terms of like velocity on their throws mm-hmm. and i think the top one was like 20 uh i don't remember how many miles per hour it was but they showed the top five strongest arms in the nfl and this kid trevor lawrence he had he had them beat by like five more miles per hour already oh, shit. this kid is, is yeah i was deal. watching yeah they, they were showing it on the a- a- abc last week i forgot who they was playing but um yeah he, he will be the number one draft pick in two yeah. in two years when he yeah. comes out so um, he definitely he definitely has more measurables and upside than Tua, um, exactly. as far as NFL. you know the prototypical quarterback. Mm-hmm. But but uh, so, so yeah, is he gonna battle Tua for this Heisman race? Because I, I'm really hyped about this Heisman. Well, like, before we get to that, oh my one more God. thing, Guru, I know, come down. I want the Heisman. I, I want down. the Heisman. Just, just go, before we let go of this one more time, so you got Alabama and Clemson, obviously, uh, in your top two uh, going out. How do you see it playing out for here? What are the other two teams you see, Almanac, in That's your That's uh, going to be a feast for freaking Alabama. Who's right, right. That's exactly. Feast? Who are the other two teams that are going to lose to Alabama uh, in the Who's all about Alabama's feast, dude? Right, to the uh, Lions. I've been killing this guy and a bunch of other <laughs> analysts been killing him. I think this is Harbaugh's best team that he has. He finally has a quarterback. He has the top a top two or three defense in the country along with Clemson and Alabama. Uh you you can pick your poison with, with either one of those guys. I think they they all three have the best uh defensive personnel in the in college football. I think they're both all three of those defenses are loaded with pros. I think um Michigan's gonna make it. And I don't believe in Notre Dame. I could see them losing they play USC the last uh, game of the season in California, Southern Cal. USC hasn't had a great year. I can see USC rallying to try to rent, uh, ruin that one of their arch rivals' season. And pick, I'm it up, go pick, ahead and one, pick up a win at the end of the year for their fans too at home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'm gonna go with Oklahoma squeezing in, squeezing in there in that last fourth seed. I think they go ahead and win the Big Twelve and beat. Uh, West Virginia in the Big 12 championship, and I think Oklahoma are going to be the last team. So, by the standings, it will be uh, Oklahoma against Bama in the first semifinal. Whoopee! Congratulations. Michigan. Michigan exactly. Hey, they, hey, they said a good thing their last name, what is it, their model name is Sooner, Oklahoma Sooner? The sooner. They'll, they'll be, yeah. the sooner to get in, the sooner to get out. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it, it would be, be, be a ball game. I would bet the over in that game because it's going to be some points scored. Every Big 12 uh, game is over, man. You got to bet the over. Everything Big 12, Big 12 game. game, man. Yeah. That, that's the NFC South. Everything's over. 
You know that. Oklahoma has a, it is has a terrible defense. Actually. They have a, Oklahoma has a terrible defense, but their quarterback, their kid, Kyler Murray, he's the truth. And you know, mobile quarterbacks, they give Nick Saban the most trouble. And uh, Kyler Murray, he's one of the quickest, fastest athletes uh, that I've seen play quarterback in a, in a long time. And he's, he's not just an athlete. He can throw. He's very accurate with the football. And, um, I think that would be – I would definitely would take Bama because they just – it said it would just be a mismatch at the lines of scrimmage. Um, but Oklahoma would put up points on them. And that Michigan against Clemson game, that would be I, – I, that would be epic. I would love to see that game, Michigan versus Clemson. Um, that that would be a great game. So now, uh, like, can, can I please hear – All right, all right. Cool, Let's cool, get to the okay, Heisman. We already know who's going to win it. Okay, right, let's it's just gonna be, move It's going to be Bama right. by, by okay, a day Bama, and a half. Who cares? Now, could we go to the most important award show that for uh, in in the history of award show? Who's gonna win the Reggie Bush Award? I mean, the Heisman Award. <laughs> that kid in Alabama, that whole flying Hawaiian in Alabama, man, I got two of winning it. Uh, so yeah, you gonna I, get the flying Hawaiian? That's what he's tapping. Is that is that you just tapping by? Is that what they call him? No, I just made it up. Oh, okay. I like it. Shane Victorino wants uh, royalties on that one. As, as the <laughs> I, I, heard, I heard it from some. I heard it. I heard it from somewhere. So I didn't. I didn't coin the term, but I just randomly made made so, it up for two. But he's having he's so, having a killer year out there. I mean, this is not one of. The, I mean, he's, he's is he running away with the Heisman this year, Almanac? I think he is, man. Because his stats is are, are unreal. Um, and he's not even playing the fourth quarter. They're being so dominant. They haven't needed him in the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they're, I think Bama's averaging maybe 30-something points in the first half and over 50. They're the highest-scoring team in the, in the country. Yeah. And think about that, Alabama and the highest-scoring team in the country. We haven't said that in a while. So um, I think it's over personally. Um, a close, Not a close second, but my second-place vote, for the Heisman would be Kyler Murray from Oklahoma. Uh, and third place would be West Virginia from, I mean, I'm sorry, Will Greer from West Virginia. So those two Big 12 quarterbacks, they putting up numbers. But but we see this from the Big 12 every year. You know, you, their quarterbacks going to put up numbers because they play no defense in their conference. Uh, but my Heisman vote, and I think, too, I think it's going to be a, a two in the landslide, to be honest with you. Yeah, I pulled up the stats here. He's got 27 touchdowns. He's got 2,361 yards. He's got a, a completion percentage of 68% this year, and he's not even playing the fourth. Hey, you know what? I don't need no stats. I'll tell you this. If he do win the Heisman, he'll be the first flying Hawaiian to win the Heisman. I don't need no stats to tell me that. No, he won't. Oh, oh shit. shit. Who Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Mariota. Yeah, I, I should forget about Mariota because right. I'm going to send the Ravens on his ass so they can keep sacking him <laughs> and sacking him and well, sacking him. I think, he did, I, I think he did that. What he did to my Cowboys Monday night, I couldn't give a damn about Marcus Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem. You know what? Hawaiian probably got more Heisman trophy. Take, take the whole Heisman. Move that crap from New York and take it to Hawaii, man. You know what? Because that's where it need to be. That's... It seemed like all the Hawaiians are winning Heisman nowadays, man. Yeah. If they'd move it to Hawaii, then it's definitely an honor just to be nominated. Man. <laughs> get that trip to Hawaii. It wouldn't matter. You still get to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Almanac, thank you so much for joining us again and uh, and helping us clear up this uh, this college football playoff picture a little bit. We're gonna have you back. It'll be in less time than we had you in the last one. I promise you, man. Thank you for joining no us. Uh, Almanac, gr- great to talk to you again. We will talk to you again here at Trash Dog Radio. All right, take care, my guys.
All right, Guru, back again. Our thanks to talking. Uh, our thanks to the Almanac for joining us once again on Trash Talk Radio. It's been so long since we talked to that guy. Uh, did he? Uh, did he piss you off with some story about about college, or was that? Was it just uh, we just didn't have a chance to get to him? Uh, oh man, school was out. It's <laughs> a good point. Our college authority, the Almanac. We're gonna have you back. Thanks for joining us, Guru. We got to take a quick break here on Trash Talk Radio, but you know we'll come back with segment two. We're gonna have the uh, the callouts and shoutouts. Uh, oh my God, the heck out of this boy, yes boy. And the Guru's callouts and shoutouts for Week Nine in the NFL. Week Eight in the NFL. No. No, nine? That was week nine. Week nine in the NFL. Yeah. Call us a shout out. I, I can't even count anymore. That's a, that's 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 what the baby's doing to me. All right, so we'll do the gurus call us a shout out. We'll get the, uh, uh, the bets with Ben with Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com. We got a quick two-minute drill, and then we'll get out of here. So stick around. We got segment two coming up. Trash Dog Radio. Dog Radio, back again. Segment two. Guru, you know what that means? That plug time. That plug time. Plug, plug, plug time. Trash Dog Radio and TrashDogRadio.com brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com. World of Sports Network connecting the world through the sports we love. You gotta head on over to the World of Sports Network. It's got all your trash talk needs. It's got a bunch of other stuff on there too. Lots of great shows on court, off court. Uh, in my opinion, with Denton Day, uh, a bunch of good stuff. And make sure you head over to the World of Sports Networks. YouTube page to check out everything we're doing here and the fun we're actually having. You can watch Trash Talk Radio over there on uh, on the YouTube and uh, make sure you can see what we're doing there. If you're looking for me, Lestro, I am on Twitter every day at more or Lestro at more or Lestro on Twitter and the Guru is on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. It's just his thoughts, man. Just his thoughts. One more time for the people in the cheap seats, TrashTalkRadio.com and Guru, tell them that hashtag. That's 10K for TT. All right, so Guru, now that we've got that out of the way, let's go back one more time and take one final look here at uh, at week nine. If I got that right this time, week <laughs> nine in the uh, in the NFL with Guru's uh, callouts and shoutouts. So this is how it works. Guru goes back and watches the film, watches the games, and he picks out a couple of people that need to be recognized for what they're done and. Each of those get a shout-out. Yes, boy, yes, boy. And he picks out a couple of guys that need to be called out for what they did oh this week. Get the heck out of here. So let's turn to Guru and let's start with the uh, let's start with the call-outs as we always do. Who's getting called out this week, Guru? You guys know how this goes, man. Sometimes you need to get a little a little pep in the step, a little sometimes you need someone to go like the guru to call your ass out right. so you can do what you need to be doing. Let so, people know that you're not playing right. Exactly. Somebody noticed. <laughs> exactly. So our first call out, man, and I don't know how much longer we're going to have this call out, so I'm going to take advantage of it because hopefully it might be the end. And for some people, it's, it's way overdue. But, in fact, I'm calling out the whole organization. It's not this one Everybody. guy. You know what? I want to make a, a line change, an audible at the line of scrimmage. Omaha. Because Omaha. 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 Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Omar, Omar, the whole Buffalo Bill organization, Omaha, Sean McDermott. Like, why is this guy? I just heard Sam Bradford just got released. So if Sam Bradford don't get picked up by the Buffalo Bills, man, somebody's going to get their ass called out again. So I'm calling the whole Bills, not just Nathan, the whole Bills, but Nathan specifically your stats. You did it again. Nathan Peterman <laughs> being Nathan Peterman. 31 for 49. 
189 yards, three picks, and most importantly, one of the picks was a pick six. Of course it was. So Nathan what Peterman, he does. this is what you do. Do Nathan Peterman's things. And I am calling your ass out for us still watching Nathan Peterman do Nathan Peterman shit. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. It is amazing that Buffalo's doing that. You know who's not watching that, though? My boy Johnny Cab, a, a diehard Bills fan up there in Buffalo, boycotting any game that Peterman starts for the rest of the year. Did not watch the last one. Said he felt liberated by not having to watch uh, Peterman yeah, on the like field. That, All right. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. It's liberated. Though. All right, liberated. Give, us a, give us another one that we're hey, calling out this week. I'm calling another one. I'm calling this one out for being petty, man. The guru is always watching for a petty situation, man. So Kyrie Irving. That, that, that's some petty situation, throwing the ball out and it's tossing the ball in the stand like that after Jamal Murray just busted your ass for almost 50, for almost 50 cent, man. He was about a two penny short, and you got mad and took that change and throw it to the stand. Well, he got mad because he went for the shot. <laughs> Murray went for that. Uh, of undo- course, how he supposed to? That's what I would have done. How's he supposed to? Because he wanted to put 50. Yes. What the heck? How often are you going to get 50? When are you going to get that chance? When are you going to be sitting at 48 with the ball with at the, the ball end of the game? Hand, and you're like, hmm. Okay, we all know, Kyrie, I've seen you put up 50 with the ball. You had the ball and look at, oh, all right, 50. I've seen that. Jamal Murray didn't come. No one came out there and throw the ball out because when you missed. Kyrie Irving, the guru for being a petty, petty ass. You know what? I am calling your leprechaun ass out. Oh, my God, the heck out of here. <laughs> leprechaun ass. Take that, Celtics fans. Take all that. Oh my God! The heck out of it! All right, one more call out for the week, Guru. One more, one more guy that needs to be and called out. I don't even know if this is a call out or if it's a shout out, depending on what side of the spectrum, <laughs> you know. But they're definitely going on my call out because the whole Dallas Cowboys football team. The one thing you guys gonna know about the Guru, and everybody knows, he hates the Cowboys. Go on, Kevin Byard, the interception leader from last year for the safeties of the Tennessee Titans. Got a pick in the end zone versus Dak. Ran all the way to the midfield. Did the T.O. midfield celebration. Oh, right, right. And then all not only that, they started dancing on that. Yeah, and man. N- only one cowboy came. And the softest cowboy, a corner, <laughs> came. A corner. Not a linebacker, not a DN, but a single corner came. Nobody else came. You know when T.O. did that, what happened? He almost got decapitated. So for the heartless, the heartless Dallas Cowboy, for letting a man come in your home, didn't take his shoes off and rub dirt in your carpet, and you didn't do nothing <laughs> about it. I am calling your heartless ass out. Dallas oh Cowboy. Get the heck out of it. Oh, my God, the heck out of it. Yeah, I love that one. I got to tell you, the way they voted this week, Oh my God! The heck out of Calling him out for that too. You took a you took a lying weasel to represent you. A, a, a Canadian bootlicker in Zamboa, Washington. You know what? Mess with Texas. All right. So I uh, so let's transition out of that. Those are our callouts for the week. Let's talk about our shout yes, outs. Yes, boy. Who deserves to be recognized for their play this week? Shout out number one. Hey, this guy, this kid worked hard. Practice squad. San Francisco 49ers rookie quarterback Nick Mullins. Oh, man. This is a quarterback. Not that Peterman nonsense. This is what a real quarterback who deserves to be an opportunity is. Nick Mullins took advantage of that. He has more TDs in one game than uh, Nathan Peterman had in two years of uh, showing up. 
<laughs> My man Nick Mullins, the guru for that performance against the Oakland Raiders, man, 262 yards, three TDs, three TDs. under 34 and three victories. Look at the difference. Nathan Peterman was 31 for 49 for 189. Three. Take away from Hey, Nick Mullins, the guru is giving you a shout out. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Great performance by that kid stepping up and, and beating it was it was only the Raiders but it doesn't matter that's still a great win three touchdowns nice start kid nice yes, boy, start yes, boy. all right who else we got guru hey my second shout out on the cover nobody's talking about this but I'm gonna keep talking about this North Turner the uh. offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers he had a goal this off this preseason he said he want Cam Newton to be a 65 percent on completion percentage quarterback and Cam Newton right now is at his career high 67 percent quarterback and for completion percentage and the Panthers is six and two a game away from being first seed I in the division the Carolina Panthers and North Turner for changing that whole efficiency yeah, of the offense I am giving you guys a shout-out. Yes, boy, yes, boy. I never would have bet on that going into it, that it would be Norv Turner uh, that we were talking about turning that team around, but damn if he didn't do it. That offense looks like he found another gear in it. He found something, and 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 Cam is, is, is amazing right now. So, All right, give us one more for the week, one more shout-out. The best receiver in the world, Mike Thomas. Yes, boy, yes, boy. 12, 211, 1 TD with the Johan, drop the mic. The truth don't need no explanation. I don't need to say anything more about what I just said. Um, let's show. That's what I always thought. The truth need no explanation. Mike Thomas is the best receiver yes, in the boy, world. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hands down. There you go. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. You heard it there. So that, that's our, our call-outs and shout-outs for the week going forward uh, to, to Week 10. I can't wait to see who we get on that one. But I'll tell you what, Guru. Let's... Uh, let's turn our attention now to the week coming up instead of looking back at the last week with our Bets with Ben segment with Ben Carey from the Currency Kings. He's going to let us know who to put our money on this week in college football and in the pros. Let's see what Ben's doing. Guru back again with Ben Carey of the CurrencyKings.com. Ben, it is great to have you back on the show, man. you got to head over to the Currency Kings. Uh, check it out. He's got fresh picks for you every day. He's got write-ups on what he's doing. Uh, get over there, and uh, when you use BetDSI and you enter the code TTR, they're going to match up to $500. So make sure you enter the code TTR at BetDSI on the CurrencyKings.com and have them match up to $500. Ben Carey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Doing pretty well. It's good to talk to you. Hey, always good to talk to that money back band, baby. How you doing, man? Don't bet with your heart. Bet with band. Bet with Ben. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, so yeah, last uh, – How did we do this past weekend, week, Ben? Man, so we went 4-4, four and four, um, basically broke even, uh, came down to the, the Monday night affair. We had the under – in the, the Dallas Titans game, and there's a late touchdown score that put that over. So uh, we needed that one, but, hey, uh, we'll, I'd rather, you know, go even than uh, have, have a losing uh, weekend. So we're back at it this weekend, and I like the, the picks I have. So. And I think we're still up on the year, if that's a, if that's the oh, case, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I'll take yeah. I'll take an even week hey, here and there. You know what, Ben? Don't worry about it. The goo going to get his cut. When the goo was younger – when I used to go to the barbershop, I used to always want to even Steven, That's baby. Nice. Even Steven. There you go. That's for all the kids out go. there, man. All the kids out in the hood. Y'all know how it is. Even Steven, baby. 
Let's go. <laughs> so Ben, let's get ahead on it this weekend. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get a uh, on the back on the the winning side of this equation and uh, and pick, tell us who, tell us who you're putting your money on for college football on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we have a few games here that uh, a lot of people probably won't be watching, but I know <laughs> I've covered. I we we pick those games because it's all about finding the value, um, the line value, and those are the games you want to bet on. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, is going to be. Kansas versus Kansas State. Now, this is called the Governor's Cup out in Kansas. They don't have a lot going on in Kansas, but they do have this game, uh, the, the should, Governor's Cup. This should have been the Dorothy Cup. <laughs> We're not in Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> something. The Tornado Cup. Yes. So, this game, uh, both teams are 3-6. and six. Uh, Like I said, it's not going to be one a lot of people are watching, maybe just those who are uh, within the state of Kansas. Yeah, can- but we got- Kansans. Yeah, we got Kansas State favored by 11.5 currently, and that's who we're going to take. Kansas is not a good team. I've watched them play a few times. I don't know why I was watching them play, (laughs) but that's just how it happened. I probably had money on them earlier this year. What? State, Come on. Well, that's part of the three wins. (laughs) Three out of the six. Actually, yeah, one of them, yes, they covered, and then the other one I bet against them. So. I necessarily wasn't to watch just Kansas play, <laughs> to watch Kansas lose. But both teams, like I mentioned, three and six in this one. The Wildcats are at home. Uh, they're actually six and zero against the spread in their last six games uh, after a straight up loss. They lost a close one at TCU, but they actually they look pretty good. TCU's defense is really coming along. So even though they had uh, I think just thirteen points in that one, they they look good. But Kansas. Kansas is not a good team. There's rumors that Les Miles might even come back there next year. Uh, he has some ties with uh, one of the coaches at Kansas. But anyways, as far as this one goes, I expect Kansas to win by at least two touchdowns in this rivalry, and we're going with the Wildcats. All right, take Kansas. State. Uh, There's a lot of Kansas over there. Yeah, wait a minute. Take so, Kansas State. Kansas State. Take Kansas State over Kansas <laughs> in the Governor's Cup. In Kansas, the the purple team, not the blue team, Guru. I know, I know you like the blue teams, but we're going with the purple team. This oh, time. you better watch out for that, man. The Guru is gonna <laughs> put a hex on you if you don't go with the blue. <laughs> Forget that. Bet with bet with Ben. Uh, ben, tell us yeah. who, you're, who we're betting on next. Yeah, next one. Uh, this is probably another one. Not a lot of people are gonna be watching. This is uh, Miami um, on the road against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is favored by three, and we are going with the Yellow Jackets uh, to cover uh, three points here. Now, this is a, a bet I like to call a situational bet. There's not a lot of trends that really why I'm picking Georgia Tech, but the reason why is because Miami's five and four. They're on the road, and they're coming off a loss to Duke. Uh, Miami had high hopes for the season, uh, you know, they're going to make one of those bowl games where, you know, the Little Caesars Bowl or whatever. <laughs> they damn bowls, I don't even know anymore. They're, they're really not motivated to win this game. Uh, option attack at home for Georgia Tech is really going to give uh, the uh, Hurricanes some trouble. Uh, there is one trend that does support the Yellow Jackets. They're 4-1 against the spread in their last five overall. Miami's only scored 12 14 and 13 points their last three games. So they're going to have trouble uh, putting up points against that option attack of Georgia Tech. So we're going to go with the uh, the Yellow Jackets minus three in this one. All right. Take Georgia Tech minus three to beat Miami 
this weekend and uh, and give us a premiere game uh, on Ooh. Saturday to, to to bet on. Yes, yeah, so here here's one here's one that people will be watching. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sir, something give us something. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is one I, I like. Now I, I had my first premiere loss uh, last week in in about six weeks. Unfortunately, LSU didn't cover against Alabama or come within 14 and a half, I should say. But we're going to get back on, on, on the horse here with um, Ohio State minus three and a half on the road against Michigan State. We're going with the Buckeyes. Now, the Buckeyes, Guru, I know you were watching this one, uh, and we actually had this game predicted right as far as the over-under with uh, Ohio State in Nebraska. We went, the, went with the under, but Ohio State – it was a closer game than a lot expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they pulled up, they got the win and they're going to bounce back this week against a good Michigan state defense. But uh, you know, those in Columbus still have some slim hopes of uh, making the playoff. They would need a lot to happen. They would obviously have to win out. They would need some other teams to lose, but I think they're still ho- hopeful. They still have Haskins. He's a really good quarterback. Uh, Spartans are actually one and four against the spread in their last five games. So this is this is a gut play for me. I I, I think Ohio State's going to come out strong on offense. They're going to put up some points, and I like them to uh, win by a touchdown on the road. So you did a situational bet and a gut bet. I like that. I like this back man. To a, bad. Yeah, seriously, I like that. Yeah. All right. You guys pay me the- Bucks, man. That's exactly it. That's why Ben gets the comfy chair. All right, so we're taking on Saturday, we're taking Kansas State over Kansas in the Governor's Cup. We're, we're taking Georgia Tech over Miami, and we're taking Ohio State to beat Michigan State in a gut play at the uh, at our premier game of the week. Now let's move over to Sunday and talk about the big boys. What are we betting on in the NFL? Yes, the big boys. Now, this first game that we're going to cover, uh, it's an interesting one because the, the team they're going – up against has basically switched quarterbacks almost every every weekend. <laughs> um, it's almost like a is the magic coin flip. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think the ma- I think the magic is over the crab legs in this one. Um, <laughs> ooh, did I did I do that? Whatever. Um, <laughs> Fitz magic. Uh, Van Urkel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, people, don't forget, man. Uh, hey, I, I could have referenced something else that Jameis Winston did, but I didn't. So good that. on you. Good on you. Uh, yeah. okay. It's a family yeah, yeah. show. So, uh, <laughs> yes. So Redskins uh, are actually the underdog in this one at, at plus three, plus three and a half, depending on where you get it. But right now it's at plus three and a half. I, I like the Redskins to win this um, this game outright, actually. Uh, the Redskins are Money line. Money and, line. Yeah. Well, why not? Let's, let's do it. Uh, Redskins are 4 0 against in their last four um, after a loss. So they're going to come in ready to play. The Bucks, like I mentioned, they've just been going through quarterbacks back and forth. But, hey, Fitzmagic has looked well in some games and others he hasn't. So it really depends which yeah. one you're going to get. I think in this yeah, one. Yeah, no one knows. That's that's the fun. That's, the, that's Tampa, Bay's, Tampa Bay's season. They have yeah. – they got two guys and like four quarterbacks out of the out of the out of the two of them. It's 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 a coin flip either way you go. Exactly. Oh, Redskins man. against the spread in their last ten in November. I like the Redskins to win this one outright, but uh, give us three three and a half points just to be safe. Redskins. Oh, the guru loves that pick, baby. I guru love it, baby. Keep it rolling, baby. Keep All right, give us another rolling. one for Sunday. Next one, uh, 
this probably isn't a, or a game that I'll, another one a lot of people won't be watching. Jags versus Colts. Uh, we're going with two picks in this one, actually. We're going to go with the under of 47 as well as the Colts minus three. Mm. So under is five and one in the Jaguars' last six against the AFC South, of course, Colts being in the division AFC South. The under is also six and one um, for the Jags as the road underdog in their last seven against the spread. And the the Jags uh, versus the you know with the points are zero and four in the last four overall. So this is a, a double bet we're going to be throwing in. I like the Jags Colts under forty seven and the Colts minus three. Andrew Luck's been uh, coming along and uh, they're going to win by a touchdown in this one. Yeah, I think that's Ooh. a I think that's a good bet. I think the under's the right one in this because I don't think the offense on the Jacksonville side is going to do a whole lot, and uh, and I think also the yeah. the Jacksonville defense is not as good as we thought, but pretty good, and uh, and I yeah. think the Colts are still going to be able to pull it out because I think they're the more complete team. Ooh, bye weeks. Yeah. I think both of them are coming off a of bye, right? Yeah, I said they both they both rested because so. Jacksonville yeah. was yeah. last played in yeah. in London. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, All right, Blake Portals, man. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but yeah, no one does. Another. That's that's <laughs> that's the. I'll tell you what's going on with him. He sucks. Okay, uh, so uh, <laughs> hey, he's been he's been hanging out with Peterman a little too much. Ooh, right, the two of them together. Better tell yeah. about the Peterman. Peterman keeps calling him up. Peterman keeps calling him up like, how do you still have a job? I need one. Uh, so uh, so let's go to one more game here on Sunday. Uh, give us one more NFL bet, Ben. Yeah, so the last one we're going to cover, um, a bigger game a lot of people will, will actually be watching. Now, this one, uh, this is definitely a, a play that's going against the public, but I'm, I'm fine with that. It's the Saints and Bengals, uh, and we're actually going to go with the under of 54 in this one. Now, I know the Saints offense has, has been on fire, but um, if you compare the splits with points on the road versus at home, of course, uh, the Saints are averaging over 10 more points at home uh, versus on the road. And there could be some uh, iffy weather in Cincinnati. They could actually get some rain. It's going to be around uh, 40 degrees and windy as well. So I don't think uh, Drew Brees is going to be able to put up as many points as he has been. Uh, so I like the under in this one. And uh, another statistic we'll throw out is the under is 4-1 and one in the Bengals' last five as a home underdog. And – under is also 17 and five in the Bengals' last 22 games in November. So two strong trends there. We're going with that under. Yeah, it's a, it's a stereotype for a reason. Dome teams don't play as well outside. They don't. The offenses yeah. don't get as as going. So you know what I'm going to not. Yeah, go ahead, Guru. No, I'm just going to. I want to put a little nugget in this game because the Saints were so fight and get up to defeat the Rams. Uh-huh. There's always that emotional. They're not going to get up as much for the bongos. Right. You know, you know I love my yeah. bongos, but uh-huh. there's always that yeah. emotional next game challenge. I was always, I was looking at this game myself. So I like that, Ben. I like that, yeah. Big Ben. All uh, right. I mean, it's, an, it's another one, too, uh, on top of playing out of the dome. It's, it's an NFC team coming into the AFC late in the uh, year late in the year like yeah, yeah. So there's, a, there's a lot of things that line up for this one so that's probably one of my favorite picks for the NFL right there the under 54 so 
All right, so uh, that means that for our NFL picks for the week on Bets with Ben with Ben Carey from the currencykings.com, he is taking the Redskins uh, to beat the Bucks. He's taking the under in the Jags Colts game and the Colts minus three, and he's got the under in the Saints Bengals game. I got that right? That's, that's correct. Right. All right, so for picks uh, every day and all week long, head over to thecurrencykings.com. Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com. He makes picks for you every day. They're free picks on the site. He's got write-ups and explanations, and you can bet right there through thecurrencykings.com. In fact, if you go right now and sign up with betdsi.com, use the code TTR, code TTR on betdsi.com. They're going to match up to $500. That's free money, Guru. Free money up to $500 to bet with and as always don't bet with your heart bet with ben bet with ben <laughs> ben carry from the currency kings good talking to you man we will see you again next week thanks again guys we'll talk next week all right ben Guru, our thanks to Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com. One more time, remember to head to BetDSI and put in the code TTR. TTR at BetDSI. It's going to give you up to $500 of match. Make sure you get over there. And uh, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens in that Redskins game next week on, on how that one plays out in the, in the betting. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Guru, that brings us to the two-minute drill. Are you ready for this? Yes, get it. All right, here's how we play the two-minute drill on Trash Talk Radio. This is our chance to talk about all the things in the sports week that we didn't get a chance to get to in the show. I put two minutes on the clock. I start lobbing questions. Here we go. Question number one. John Gruden, of those, uh, uh, those Oakland Raiders that we just mentioned, says players are calling him and calling him and calling him, and they want to play for the Raiders. Guru, do you believe him? Damn right. You know why? It's Las Vegas, and you know why? There's no um, st- um state income tax. Yes, you'll be a fool not to call John Gruden because they will be in Las Vegas, and there's no state income tax. Damn right. I'll tell you what. They also got a lot of picks now. Uh, Gruden uh, processing over there. Does that even wasn't going to win this year and said, fuck it, I'm going yard to sale, Vegas. Yard sale, yard sale. We'll see what goes on. Hey, uh, speaking 40% of... 40% off. We talked about this earlier. Sam Bradford was released from the Cardinals. All that guy has done his entire career is cash still, checks. Still, hey, get that check, Sammy. You know who's going to write you a check? That boy in Buffalo. That's my question. I'm telling y'all, McDermott and company, Sam Bradford will be a Buffalo Bill before you guys hear this show. You think it's Buffalo or you think Jacksonville goes after him? Somebody like that. They already Definitely slept. Buffalo? Buffalo already slept with them. They I can't like with Blake Bortles. Too bad. They can't just cheat on him right now in the middle of it. They can't do that. All right, over to the NBA, which we didn't get to talk about at all. There's some issues there. LeBron, for example, is a little uh, little uh, distressed about the way the uh, mediocre Lakers are starting. So much that Magic Johnson has had a talking to with Coach Luke Walton. Will Luke Walton be the coach at the end of the year? We Did see you- a Ty Luke didn't we talk about it before LA Brown? The guru, you got a timestamp, the guru. The guru has been saying this. I think who was on our show? I don't remember which one guess it was. It might have been Luca, yeah, Denton, somebody, someone. And I'm like, is Luke Walton gonna be it? No, it was Hines from Sports Me. No, Luke Walton is not gonna be the coach. I did remember that, and I said no, because you know what LeBron does? LeBron does what LeBron does. Right. He gets his coaching, and it's less what. Luke Walton is not his coach. That's exactly the way uh, I didn't want him on uh, on on the Sixers because he is your GM, he is your coach, he takes over. Ty Lue coaching the uh, the Lakers at the end of the year. Watch out for that. All right, so one more in the uh, in the NBA. Uh, is it time to blow up the Wiz? Off to a terrible start in D.C. The uh, the John Wall Bradley. We want to make D.C. sports great again. 
We want to make DC sports great again. Check it out. The merch coming out soon. Make DC sports great again. It's time to blow it up. Stay tuned. World of Sports Network, Trash Talk Radio, coming soon. Final question, Guru. I know the horn went off. We're out of time here. One more. Have you seen the city jersey for the Nets, the the, the Biggie-inspired Coogee sweater jersey with the the, the sleeves? Coogee, Coogee, Coogee sweater. Oh, oh it is, it, it's so cool. I love it. My question is, what's a Guru-inspired jersey look like for your hometown to honor you? How do they honor the Guru on their jersey? With a Super Bowl at the end of it. <laughs> Redskins and the Super Bowl champions, and that's how you honor me. That's it right there. Super Bowl champion that current year. That's it. <laughs> that's, it. that's how you make Guru happy. That's it. Honor the Guru yeah. that way. And that is the time we have on Trash Talk Radio this week. Our thanks to all our guests, the Almanac for joining us to talk about college sports, Ben Carey from thecurrencykings.com. Our thanks to Avliana Productions for making us look good. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. But the best place to find us is at TrashTalkRadio.com. Until next time, my name's Lestro. And it's a G to the U to the R to the U. Thanks for listening. Ciao. You know what? I am calling your leprechaun ass out.